This is Laughs and Littles, a conversation about faith and friendship in the midst of motherhood. Life is better when we do it together. So grab a load of laundry and join us for some laughs. So today we're talking about Catechesis of the Good Shepherd because (laughs) I love it so much. (laughs) It's this beautiful method for teaching the faith to kids. And but it's like also for the adults. So Annie's humoring me, letting me talk about it. <laughs> I think it's great. I, I haven't even read through your notes. So this is all going to be new to me, what you're going to say. I, I will just say I am excited because you've gotten the training. You're part of the training now. I'm going through the training right now. Yeah. Which is so funny to me because I would just never do that. I would never get training for something that I didn't want to like use. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I have no immediate plans to teach this. It will make you invaluable though. I did just see a posting here in South Bend, like someone was offering a free training because they need more catechists. So I'm sure at one point you will use it. So yeah, no, it, it popped up on my radar. It's something that I wanted to do, but it was like way in the future, maybe it'll happen sometime. And then just this fall, it was like, this is happening in my neighborhood at a good price. Mm -hmm. They were like, often people do it because they just want like a spiritual experience for themselves. And I was like, cool, that is what mm. I want. So I'm going to go yeah, for it. Yeah, it's like a retreat. It is. It's like a little Saturday day retreat for me once a month. Yeah. Even just sitting there That's having lunch good. with That's other like moms. Like I've been bringing John yeah. with me, but he's so chill. <laughs> I was like, just eating lunch with other moms. Like I never do this. This is, this is really nice. Take Lord and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will. All I have and call my own, you have given all to me. To you, Lord, I return it. Everything is yours. Do with it what you will. Give me only your love and your grace. That is enough for me. Amen. So my neighbor asked me last week, I started talking about this, and she was like, wait, so what is catechesis of the Good Shepherd? And I was like, mm-hmm. mm. And I quickly realized, so this woman had never been in a Montessori classroom before, Mm. I was like, whoa, this is actually hard to explain with just words. Like I was like, I need a visual to clue her into some idea of what I'm talking about because it's such a sensorial experience to be in. So the, Mm -hmm. the room or the part of the room where they do CGS catechesis of the good shepherd is called the atrium. So to be in an atrium Mm -hmm. is an experience. And I think I've kind of taken it for granted now that I have been in one Mm -hmm. many times. Mm -hmm. So CGS is, it's journeying with the child toward God. So it's using Montessori principles and orienting the child toward, Mm -hmm. or orienting the Montessori principles toward the religious life of the child. Teaching kids the faith, Mm -hmm. but I like teaching quote unquote, because the adult in the Montessori way, the preparation of the environment, the preparation of the adult, the adult is trying to be open to and nurturing of the spirit of God within the child. So there's this aspect of like humility and kind of like God already has a relationship with this child. And how can I come alongside that? Well, also catechizing. I'm, yeah, it's not mm-hmm. just, I'm going to fill you up with all this information. Yeah. I learned about it when Evangeline started at a Catholic Montessori preschool and they were like, and we have an atrium. I was like, what is this? And walking through it, I was like, (laughs) I think I was moved to tears, even just being like touring through the Mm. room because 
the adult was pointing out these little works that they do, like a little model altar or like, here's the baptism candle and here's the figure of Jesus as the good shepherd with the little sheep around him. And, and like how just kind of, she was just describing like the children are, are drawn to this. Like the children find so much joy Mm -hmm. in learning about Jesus as the good shepherd. And like, and I was just like, man, wow, like this is so beautiful. (laughs) Um, I would describe it like a, just like a little room with shelves and like, and like mini altars and mini prayer stations and everything miniature. Yes. (laughs) I don't know, like lots of, lots of little trays with works that they can do, activities they can do, lots of rugs that they roll up. They have their own individual mats that they roll up. So one of the books that we're reading for the training is called Listening to God with Children. And I was Mm -hmm. wondering, Annie, if you could read this quote from the beginning of the book. Help us, O God, to enter into the secret of childhood so that we may know, love, and serve the child in accordance with the laws of thy justice and following thy holy will. To enter into the secret of childhood requires of us as adults, both a willing spirit and a particular discipline. Above all, this discipline comes as a result of patient observation of the children, in addition to careful preparation of ourselves. Mm. Yeah. So that's Maria Montessori said that. Yes, she did. I did not know that she was Catholic when I like first started hearing about Montessori stuff. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. She offered that as like a prayer for teachers Mm. to praying to enter into the secret of childhood. Mm. So I like meditating on that with my parenting also. Choose Life has the most durable and safe rosaries for babies. You can get 10% off with the code laughsandlittles10, even on the cross itself. That's what I'd forgotten, that there's these little bumps on the crosses for teething toddlers, and you can snap the clasp above their play mat. You can wear it around your neck, and they can have something to grab onto. But they also have... I don't know how new they are, but they're really gorgeous little dainty, miraculous metal earrings. We were just reading about the miraculous metal yesterday and Claire kind of had a moment of like, do we have any miraculous metals in our house? Because <laughs> the book was like, you know, and we and Mary's asked us and I was like, yeah, we're, we're good. <laughs> but they're, um, they're very petite, but they're large enough to be a conversation starter. And it made me think about Claire's godmother. She used to always say that people would like smile to her. And say hi if she wore a cross, but that if she wore something with Mary on it, you know, like a miraculous medal, that she would get either people saying like, the Catholic Church can't, oh my goodness. But she'd get into these like good conversations or people would be like, oh, you're Catholic, me too. Yay, like let's be friends. So it would, it would evoke a really good conversation. So that's what I thought of when I saw the miraculous medal earrings. <laughs> I have my eye on the Desert Mother Collection of teething necklaces, Mm. partly because I have a five-month-old who is the perfect drooly age for me to use one Mm -hmm. of those, but also (laughs) because the colors, the colors are like totally my palette. They're like mauve Mm. and gray, and Mm. I I just think they're so cool. So Laughs and Littles 10 for 10% off. Catechesis of the Good Shepherd starts with level one, which is for three to six-year-olds. So that's kind of all I'm familiar with so Mm -hmm. far, though Evangeline is going to start level two for the six to nine-year-olds soon. So yeah. Exciting. And one of the big themes, I guess, is like essentiality. So like finding what is essential 
of the faith that kids can kids walk into. Maria Montessori did all her like observations of children. She didn't actually get into the Mm -hmm. religious life, but her followers or like (laughs) the people who were doing this with her kind of developed Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And they did it in Italy. They did it in Brazil. They did it in different cultures around the world and found that in all these different cultures, kids were attracted to many of the same things. So that's how they kind of formed the focus of it as Jesus as the good shepherd, baptism, liturgical calendar, prayer corner, model altar. And it's like making the faith really concrete for this age group. Mm -hmm. So like the model altar, Mm -hmm. they pull out like, it's kind of nomenclature of just like, let's learn what these different things are that you see at mass. So like chalice, Mm -hmm. hatton, and it's just like, Mm-hmm. The simple gestures saying what they are so that when the kid goes to mass, they say, mm-hmm. oh, I know what that is. Like, I belong here. Kind of the sense of like, yeah, mm-hmm. I know what's going on here. And they know that there's a reason for everything and a mm-hmm. name for everything. And everything is sought out. Mm-hmm. Like Nothing happens in the mass just because. Yeah. So how did you learn about CGS, Annie? Like, why did you decide to put Clara in it? And now Paul. It was just like offered in the church bulletin. And I was like, oh, cool. And at that point, she was three and a half and that we weren't doing, you know, daycare or preschool or anything. And so I was like, oh, great. You know, some like catechetical training. And, you know, at that point, Paul was like one and like getting into everything of hers. So it was really nice just to allow her to have somewhere where she could go for an hour and a half, be with, you know, wonderful and safe people at church and kids, you know, who are three to six who were there to nurture her and to give her the space to do the works in a calm environment. I did get to go see and observe her for the first time a few months in. And it was like, oh, this is so lovely. Like I could just see she's so in her element doing the practical life. Yeah. Which is like beauty in the small things. You know, you were just telling me today that you want to get a new pen for your, um, writing your Christmas envelopes, which I told Alex and he like super backs you up because he loves like pens. He was like, oh yeah, like I'm all about a good pen, you know? And, <laughs> and, it, and it's great, you know, like fine. It's not like silly. Like you find joy in doing something beautiful, writing beautifully on your, you know, Christmas envelopes. And, you know, I think that's the same thing for the kids, not just with the religious works for me. I mean, it was like very convenient. You know, it's either, it's usually either free or very, very low cost. If it was like 30 minutes away, like I honestly wouldn't be doing it right now, but I, not only have I like made sure that there's one afternoon a week that like we can prioritize that. Like I do remember, okay. That it was like three 30 to five when I first started her out, which like to end at five was a little tricky, but it was like, okay, I just like have to make sure that dinner is absolutely ready when I drop her off. And when I drop her off, I'm going to take Paul then to this like playground really close by. I'm not going to like try and do a bunch of errands and like be super rushed and stressed. And it was like, yes, I'm going to prioritize this day around CGS. But if it had been way out of my way, I probably wouldn't have done it or like really expensive. I wouldn't have done it. Like I, I feel like a little bit of a poser because I would, I would have even mm. done it had it not been a religious training. Because I'm like, this is a beautiful, very accessible, like Montessori setting for my child where she can get some more like older kid attention. And the fact that it had all this like beautiful yeah. catechetical training was like <laughs> bonus. <laughs> but now, <laughs> but uh, now I'm excited that Paul's getting to go through it now. 
you know, he's not giving us much information about yeah, yeah. what happens. I'll like try to ask questions that are like a little more pointed and not quite so open-ended. And I don't know, Shayla's told me he does really, you know, cause she's, she's one of the teachers that he does really well. And I don't know, I'm, ex- I'm excited for when I get to see him and actually observe him. And each time that they they'll always open it up to parents, right? Like you can come observe. I have taken the time to like get a babysitter so that I can mm. go in. So I think like, I just kind of did it. And now I'm like, oh, wow, this is really beautiful. And, you know, I think our generation, especially we hear so much about people who have, you know, been raised Catholic and left the church. Oh, the other day, Clara was like, what are you? I'm a cradle Catholic. <laughs> what are you? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, we're converts. She knows. Like I mentioned that to her before a few months ago in, I don't know, conversation. super funny. So anyway, in our generation, we hear about all these cradle Catholics who have left, right? Or like people who become Catholic and but they don't know the Bible or they leave in college. And I think we've really, like really moved on from this like lack of catechal training. I know in my, you know, my dad was raised Catholic in South America and like there was like none of this, you know, and he wasn't taught any. And part of that was his family. Part of that was the culture. But I'm like, wow, like our kids have so much. Like we have so much. We have like churches everywhere. We have, you know, these like tangible ways of teaching the church. We have Bible in a year. Like, you know, for all the like times we crap on technology, like technology has really brought us a lot closer to, I think, like the truth of the church. Like we have all of these, you know, church documents like accessible to us. And I'm just like Mm. excited for our kids. I'm going to have a little bit. I'm like excited for our kids. They have like so much truth and love. And like, I'm empowered that they were, am I empowered? Are they empowered for them to go into the world (laughs) and live their faith? (laughs) Because of CGS. No, (laughs) because of all of it. Yeah. But yeah, it is. It's like, wow. Like you're, you're learning this as a four-year-old. Like God is so real and true to you. And you are going to, even if you, you know, struggle later on, like you are going to, remember someday that like God is real. The church Mm -hmm. doesn't do things randomly. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So for me as the adult Mm -hmm. and as the mom, I am in the training right now. Mm -hmm. I also got to act as sort of a very low key assistant a few times for Evangeline a couple of years ago. It's just delightful. So now, right now in my training, this Dominican nun who teaches at Mm -hmm. my girl's school is leading Mm -hmm. the training. And she's just so great because (laughs) you can tell she knows kids. She knows this Mm. three to six age group so Mm. well, loves them, but also like knows, you know, what they're like, you know, she knows their (laughs) flat sides and she knows. Yeah. Um, and so we go into her Montessori classroom and she gives us the presentations like she would to Mm. the children. And each time I'm just like struck by something very simple, but very Mm. essential about our faith. So like there's a presentation on the genuflection Mm -hmm. presentation. And the first time she presents it, it's silent. She just, how to genuflect what it means. And she goes, she just, you know, silently does it, like puts her hands together, reverently kneels, stands back up Mm. and then kind of very simply explains just, I, I see the sanctuary lamp. I know Jesus is here mm-hmm. waiting for me. I'm standing tall, but what did I just do? I made myself small. Mm-hmm. Like we bow in the presence of the King. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yes, we do. <laughs> and then when the next time I go to church, I'm thinking about that when I genuflect and just yeah. like, Jesus is here waiting for me. You're literally, um, you know, doing what Jesus asked, like, become like one of these 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the reading that we're doing, I'll link to the books in the show notes because mm-hmm. I think they're just great reads if you're interested in learning more about CGS, but also mm-hmm. just like, I feel like it's like good enrichment to my vocation as a mom. Yeah. And with the Montessori stuff, it's like good reminders of the planes of development and the beauty of the child and, you know, mm-hmm. being immersed in it daily, you know, day after day, the grind, I overlook it. So it's just this nice, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like a retreat to, to step back and like read these books and make this time of like, mm-hmm. yeah, learning to enter the kingdom of God, the special relationship that the child has with God. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are a lot of people that don't have it locally though. Right. Yeah. I guess that would be like reading the books. Yeah. Yeah. But so even like the the sign of the cross presentation, mm-hmm. she talks about the significance of like that we are embodied, like our, our movements, our bodies have meaning and gestures have meaning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's not like overly explaining this to the kids mm-hmm. when they're there, mm-hmm. but that's just part of the Montessori way is that like when they're being introduced to the atrium, those first few sessions, a lot of it is about controlled movement. Like this is how we walk carefully Mm -hmm. in the atrium. We walk around people's mats when they're working. Mm -hmm. This is how we speak in the atrium in this like, you know, quiet voice so that we can hear the voice of God. Mm -hmm. So when the sign of the cross, it's like, here's a crucifix, the sign of Jesus's great love for us. Mm -hmm. And we have a way that we can bring Jesus's love so close to us watch mm. and I was like oh my gosh like it's so simple but it's so profound like it's the mystery of the trinity it's Jesus's love for us like it's all there and so again like now when I make the sign of the cross I'm thinking about mm. that of like bringing Jesus's love so close to me I feel like on Instagram I've seen people doing CGS stuff in their homes mm-hmm. I'm not so like I don't have a model altar or a mini chalice or patents yeah. or anything yeah but it has made me appreciate the simple things that I can do in the home that connect us more to the life of the church mm. they learn there's like a liturgical calendar puzzle so they learn about like the different mm-hmm. liturgical colors and how there's like times of preparation then there's times of feasting the message they're getting with that of like my life revolves around the life of Christ mm my life revolves around the life of the church that in the home that can be a simple cloth on the table or the color of a candle on the table or just something kind of indicating we're in touch with the calendar of the church, the life of the church. And like, mm-hmm. you're going to see these colors at mass when you go. And if so Evangeline, she did it from three years old to four and a half years old. Mm-hmm. She brought some of CGS home with her. Like, I remember she went through a phase of really loving processions mm-hmm. and processing around yeah. holding a Bible or a crucifix and singing a really simple, repetitive one-line song mm-hmm. with COVID and doing like church at home, mm-hmm. mass at home. She would kind of run that for us Mm -hmm. of like, let's process in with this. And like, (laughs) we have to put candles on the table and we have to, you know, she'd find any, anything in the house. Like she found a little statue of a holy family or Mm -hmm. like a little icon and like, let's put this here. And and now that Zaylee has had some CGS exposure, I'll hear her singing the little songs that Mm -hmm. she's learned in the atrium. Mm -hmm. We have like a prayer space that comes and goes with interest. It's just a coffee table. And if someone puts a green napkin on it, it becomes like the prayer corner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So then she'll be Mm -hmm. like, okay, let's put flowers on it. So that's kind of cool. The fluidity of like, use the space you have, use what you have and Mm kind of let your kids have ownership of it. 
So I feel like if you're interested getting your kids into an atrium on the CGS website, there's a way to search like atrium near me, but I'm like a little skeptical of like how actually up to date that is. But I would also ask your parish or your school community, or even Mm -hmm. like on a local Catholic moms Facebook group, if people Mm -hmm. know of it and where it might be happening. So can you tell me something that made you laugh this week? Oh yeah. Okay. So I was wearing that like pink coral sweater that you gave me which mm-hmm. anyone who's friends with me on Marco, Marco Polo knows that I'm always wearing that sweater. <laughs> you to see all through my... So I was wearing it. And Clara, which she says this about so many, so many of my belongings. She was like, oh, that's a, that's a beautiful sweater. And I was like, thank you. Yep. Yeah, I love it. It's my favorite color. Miss Sarah gave it to me. So it's special. And she was like, can I have it when you die? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but like, she says that about so many things. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. And she goes, or maybe sooner, you know, when you get bigger. And I was like, when am I getting bigger, girl? Like, hold up. And she was like, oops, I didn't mean to say that. (laughs) It's my sweater. (laughs) She she didn't mean like pregnant bigger. I don't know what she meant, but I was kind of just like making fun of like, you know, where are you going to, you think I'm going to get fat? Um, I don't know what she meant, but she was, but the like, oh gosh, all the time. Can I have that when you die? It's all the time. (laughs) Oh, Oh yeah. We hope you have a great week with lots of laughs with your littles.